So did you like that candy? No. The candy sucked. Don't ever buy me something with marshmallows again. If I'm gonna like blow my hypnosis, I don't wanna do it over that shitty marshmallow candy, all right? I got rules. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Hey listeners, ever wonder what it would be like to sell everything and travel the country at the tender age of 50? Well, with our last kid off to college and the ability to now work remotely, we've decided to do just that. So we're selling the house, loading up the dog, and hitting every city from California to Florida. We're scouring the country for a new place to call home and dragging you into every restaurant, Airbnb, and tourist trap we encounter along the way. This is the Skip Town All-Stars podcast. Greetings, All-Stars. How are you? Welcome to another episode. We are still in Florida. How you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, you're loving life. We played a little pickleball the other day. I went garage sailing. Um, you've been working out. So it's been nice just to have some downtime, um, which really isn't downtime because we both have been working. Uh, you actually have legitimately been working. Yesterday um, was rough, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean like editing working, like you're oh, really working. Yeah, yeah, I started back to work this past week and had to wait till Saturday to start really unpacking the garage, which was nuts. Yeah, so we're just, uh, we're getting uh, settled in and... Um, I, you know, just doing the things that you do when you move into a place and, uh, you know, painting, unpacking, stuff like that. So yeah, that's what we're doing right now. So we're, we're about to hit the road though. Soon we leave in three days for Utah. This is not going to be a skip town all-stars trip because it's parent weekend. Yeah. Parent weekend with our daughter, Mia. For those of you who've listened to the Salt Lake City episodes, you know uh, we were always heading back. She uh, was owed a parent weekend because last year when she was a freshman, uh, Ellie made homecoming court. So Mia actually came home for parent weekend. and She got robbed. Yeah. <laughs> but she's come to collect. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So in three days, we're bugging out of here again, which is going to be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to going back to Utah. It should be a lot cooler this time. And we're not driving. We're actually <laughs> flying. And Roxy is so happy. She does not have to get in a yep. car. Roxy is home home. So uh, <laughs> for those of you who've been wondering about the dog, yes, she made it to Florida all in one piece. She's totally figured out her routine between our house and uh, my brother-in-law's house. She's worn a trail back and forth. She will actually moan in the middle of the day to go over to their place. Yeah, they're dog lovers, so they go crazy for her. And they haven't been in a car with her for two months. So, <laughs> so they're not over her like they're we are. They're not over her. And she's not over us, over them like she is us. Yeah, yeah. So she does have moments in the day where she just wants to be away from us. So I think it's finally like dawned on her, like, we're not traveling anymore. So With her. We're yeah. traveling, but not with her. It could be the lack of the van and the lack of the pod. Uh, which I'm happy to say are both out of our lives at this point, especially the pod. My Lord, so much talk about the pod. I'm happy that's over. Sort of. We're still surrounded by stuff, so it's not completely over. So uh, it is nice to have a base camp and be able to, I don't know. Yeah, now we've just got to figure out where we're going to put all this stuff when the renters actually show up and don't want to climb over our stuff. I know. My brother and sister-in-law have been so helpful in trying to get the house ready. My poor sister-in-law. She lost so much sleep the other day because she just, she doesn't know us. So she doesn't know how we can just pull sh- 
you know, stuff out of our ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she does. I mean, we, we go in bursts. We do go in bursts. <laughs> She's in bed, her and my brother at like 10. And that's like my second win. So I'll be up till one and yeah. I'll just like have things moving. But she was really, you know, she was worried that the house wouldn't be in order by the time the renters come. And, but we've I got mean, it right, babe. In fi- in, in, we've got in this. fairness to her there were a couple of days where i was looking at the house where i was like oh she's pretty justified in the way she feels not me i knew we could do it <laughs> you knew we could uh-huh. do it we still have to do it yeah. we're only like a quarter of the way it'll be into, fine into doing it it'll be fine uh, anyway um so uh this is going to be our kentucky episode we owe you this from what three four weeks ago now three weeks yeah four i weeks? think it's been about four four weeks somewhere around there yeah yeah we were in texas visiting parker when we talked about our texas episode corpus christi and you know parker did an episode with us yeah when um we found out that our youngest ellie is gonna be uh traveling with her volleyball team to their first was it their first it was their first tournament out of state yeah she did not travel with them the first game but she traveled with them for this upcoming tournament to kentucky uh played at bellarmine college so for those of you in the kentucky louisville area you know where that is we were actually in new mexico i believe when you said she's going to be playing in kentucky can we be so nice to see her and i said oh why can't we and you were like you're right why can't we so uh so we did so he booked tickets and we did a little surprise visit to her and a lot of people have seen the reel that was posted of us surprising her right before she hit the court it was so funny she's so expressive and when she saw us it was genuine you could tell like she was literally looking at us we were standing up above her on the level above her when she came out of the tunnel with her team you could just see her go from oh my gosh those people look like my parents to holy shit those are my parents (laughs) it is true so it was really cute really funny it was fun it was worth the trip and then we ended up staying there for what was almost like a well five days we were there for five days and um it was nice because we really got a feel of Louisville, not so much Kentucky because we stayed predominantly in the Louisville area, but we did get a real sense, I feel, for Louisville. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, So, okay, so uh, we were in the middle of our trip with Parker and we had to cut it short, uh, but it ended up working out. Parker has weird days that she works. Uh, She works the weekend anyway, so we really didn't miss her. Um, And we were able to get a flight to Louisville I had to figure out the dog, so I put her in a little doggy resort called Barkeritaville in Corpus Christi. Highly recommend. We had to park our rental car in Austin, catch a flight from Austin to Louisville, get another rental car, get a... Uh, we got an Airbnb that was we, pretty good. We didn't even get... We didn't fly into Louisville. We flew into Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. And we saying? still had to, like, drive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, we flew into Cincinnati, and uh, right across the Ohio River is um, basically Kentucky. For those of you who are not geographically challenged, you know this already. So uh, we drove right across the river. I actually think the Cincinnati airport is technically in Kentucky as well. Oh, I think somebody told okay. me that. But anyway, uh, doesn't matter. We landed uh, and we got there pretty late. And we had a lot of orange barrels <sighs> the whole way. There's construction throughout this entire United States. I believe, and we've only hit like 10 states, right? And it's like like every single state has construction. It's like, it's crazy. It's just crazy. It 
was only a two lane highway. So uh, it basically shut the freeway down. Um, and we had to come to a complete stop at least three times. It was like, I, I don't think we checked in until midnight or one or something like I that. Know. If I know, totally right. against so, what we try to do. Yeah. So uh, we got to our um, Airbnb pretty late. Uh, it was one of those shotgun style houses, right? Is that what they call them? Where it's basically like room, 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 back door. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't legit shot, shotgun style because in a real shotgun, it's a door to a door. And you can see from door to door, this was door to laundry room. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't a true shotgun. Because yeah. a door was the outside door and the back was on the side, not directly in the if back. If you fired a shotgun the whole yes. way through the house, you would hit the washer. You're right. <laughs> so, so it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, so we checked in really late. We got there. Uh, you know, it was a pretty nice place. I mean, I don't know. It the, was weird. It the, was the like. Airbnb, it, the Airbnb. The layout was a little weird. And um they cut well, some the, corners. The bedroom was in the middle of the house, and there was no that door. That was weird. There yeah. was a walkthrough. It was one bedroom, yeah, which was fine. Yeah. Um, but the bed, you walked in, there was a living room. Yeah. Then you walked in, there was a bedroom, and you walked in, there was a kitchen. So the living room was, sorry, the bedroom was between the, the kitchen bedroom and, the did li split the, and the living room, and there was no doors. Yeah, it, it was, was weird. It was a little weird. Um, it was not the place you would want to go with another couple. <laughs> so you couldn't. You it's couldn't anyway. It's only one bed. But... Um, I think, uh, I don't know. I think for the price we paid and everything, it was fine. I liked the, I liked where we were situated and we'll get into like the actual neighborhood later. But, um, I, you know, we were close to the university of Louisville, which is a fantastic campus, by the way. Um, yeah, we drove through it. Yeah. Um, but, and, and we were just like sort of off campus limits. Uh, the, you know, we were within feet of this university though. Yeah, the, but you had to go under the bridge. You weren't on the campus. You're right. You were. You had to, you had to walk maybe three blocks, something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, the only thing I noticed in the Airbnb was this particular place. They they cut a lot of corners when it came to like design or whatever. It was like they just threw like the target rack in there uh, above the above the toilet where you could put your toiletries and stuff but it wasn't attached to the wall uh they used scotch tape to fix the um the vellum or whatever on the countertops it was, <laughs> was very like, very bare bones. super basic but uh it no was bugs fine. though tv didn't work the remote had the the tv remote had uh dog teeth marks in it so somebody's dog at some point had like gotten a hold of this thing it was pretty funny um but we're gonna do a whole episode on just our experience with airbnb like yeah. we have to talk about a super host versus a non-super host and a super host who isn't really a super host and oh my all gosh that. the term super host on airbnb is so overwrought like it's like please just because you've hosted like 20 people that does not make you a super host well and i don't think this particular rental was a super host um, it was just but it was basic it was clean but super super basic all right so we woke up the next morning super early it was a brutal wake-up call we got off to Bellarmine College in time to surprise Ellie, got to see her team play a couple games that day, and then we actually had some time in between. To have dinner with her. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we, did we go anywhere in between, though, after her games? Uh, you and I went and had a salad at that really good salad place, remember? That was like within, we just drove in that little downtown Highland area. It was so cute. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had salad. No good story starts with somebody having a salad. <laughs> no, but. I know, but it was delicious. It was a really, I'll put it in the notes as to where we went. We had bourbon uh, ah. for lunch. 
<laughs> we did not have bourbon. We, we did. We went to a good, uh, it was actually long overdue because after 10 days of eating barbecue in Texas with Denise, uh, it was a nice change of pace to actually have some vegetables. Um, so we went there and uh, had some time to kill. We caught up with Ellie. We went to a very mediocre steak place okay, that night. Okay, let's talk about food. So James and I both tackle our food responsibilities a little differently, but kind of the same. I just veer off on a different path once in a while. So when it's my turn to pick the place for food, here's what I normally do. I normally will Google, like for instance, I'm just going to use Kentucky, Louisville, steak around me on Google. And then that will come up and I'll see like how many stars, how many reviews. Then I will go to Yelp and see what their stars and their reviews are. And then what I'll do, this is just what I do, I try to locate a local blogger who will tell me about the fair in the area. And um, I'm usually really good. I mean, man, I've hit them out of the park in certain cities with bloggers. That's with like food. three levels of verification you just rattled off. I Because I, I take my stuff serious. Okay. As do I, but I have a very different method. You do. So my food bloggers always are spot on. Like, man, I hit it hard in Salt Lake City. This food blogger, I went to three of her 10 places and they were phenomenal. Um, I've done that for Santa Fe. Although we did get some recommendations for Santa Fe, so I didn't need to rely on the food blogger so much. But a local food blogger always uh, is a good resource for me. Yeah, Louisville food blogger did me dirty. <laughs> Seriously. Like I, the very first place I went to was the steak place that got good reviews on Google, good reviews on Yelp. And she listed it in her, like, it was like, I think number one or two in her list of, you know, eight great places, steak places in um, Louisville. Yeah. It was not. Well, it, I knew it was going to go off the rails a little bit when we sat down and the tabletop was not attached to the base. And I felt like I was just going to have to hold up the table while you and Ellie ate the entire meal. Well, no, I was, I, I, I knew it was going to go bad when I told the waitress we needed a different table because it wasn't even one that you could adjust at the bottom or whatever the heck it was. And she gave me attitude and she goes, no, no, it's just... It's just, yeah, it's just off, uh, she goes, off balance. She goes, yeah, she goes, no, no, it's just this. And I go, no, like he's a professional waiter legitimately, like worked, <laughs> like, like uh, he, he knows retired. waiting. Yeah. Retired. Retired. And he knows waiting. So if he's saying this table is off and I know I'm not an idiot, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure out it's the table. It's the yeah, leg. You can tell the way the top was wobbling. Anyway, it was not the she gave me attitude. It was in a strip mall, just everything about it. And well, I mean, look, if you're charging 35 to $50 for a steak, your table should be put together. Yeah. That I have to say, I mean, we weren't at like Jamba juice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, the food in Louisville was bad for me. I picked bad places and, um, I blame it on that blogger. Well, no, you don't, you got the salad place, right? <laughs> That was, I found that on my own. I found that on my own. Um, yeah, the salad place was the best one, but to be fair, we did not go in downtown Louisville. And I have to say in all of our travels, and if you're a food person, you generally know it's no secret. Some of the best restaurants are usually in a downtown area of any city. Yeah. You need to impress the executives. Yes. And so, I mean, look, of course there are always good restaurants on the outskirts, but those are those are on the outskirts. Those are usually like random 
cherry pick kind of places. Right. And my mistake was we didn't go downtown when we were going out to eat. I kind of stayed in our area, which was still Louisville. And it was, I mean, it looked like a nice enough area, a nice enough place. I yeah. Mean. It just wasn't like, you know, at the top of a building penthouse steakhouse, you know no, what I mean? It was kind of in an industrial area, whatever it sucked. It. So I, I, <laughs> so Louisville was really a bummer because then I tried to redeem myself the next day. And then the next day, I had another fail for... What was that? I don't remember. That was far. It was like in the middle of like a Target parking lot. Do you remember? No. Yeah. It was really (laughs) far. We had to drive 30 minutes. It was a barbecue kind of steakish place. Oh, that that place. place. sucked too. My method's a little different. Mm -hmm. I just look at Yelp and it has to have, you know, if you're looking at a particular place and it's new, if it has about 600 reviews and it's a four or above, that's a pretty dang good place. Um, There are others that are like 90 reviews, and there'll be a 4.5, but uh, I'm always a little skittish about those. It's kind of like producing a podcast. You know, you send it out to all of your friends initially, and they give you a great response, and it's not until you get those other people who are listening that uh, reply and say to you, hey, this is also pretty good to us and we're not your friends, where you really feel like, okay, we're not putting out total shit here. So you think 90 isn't enough? You think there's 50 scattered in there that are just oh, friends that I are mean, saying it's come good. on, like 20 are just like, you know, Aunt Sylvia and her grandkids alone, right? <laughs> so... Uh, you know, I think once you fit, it's kind of like when you were in college and you took that job selling steak knives and everyone in the family has a steak knife set. Yeah. Everybody gets a steak knife set in the family, but the minute you're done selling to all your family, you're done, you're done. Like you have to quit the job because you're not making your sales quota the following month. Your client circle just disappeared. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, and I did that. I did that for about 13 days. I remember I was probably a junior in college and I was like, well, I guess I should stop waiting tables now and take a serious job because I'm a broadcast major with a marketing minor, and I think I should just learn how to do sales. So uh, once I you know, sold it to, I mean, I think only six people in my family actually bought it, which tells you a lot about my family dynamic. But They were not supportive. They were not supportive at all. They're like, we don't need knives. <laughs> We've had knives for 30 years. <laughs> We don't want your knives. So, uh, so anyway, okay. So uh, that hold was on. What's the cutoff though on Yelp? Like, if it's over two hundred reviews, you think it's a legitimate I don't know. place? It's a feeling, really. I mean, I'm not gonna, like it's not like black magic or anything. But it's funny for how much I use Yelp. I very rarely post uh, unless it's like. Oh no, I'm different. I'll unless post. it's astronomically great or horrifically low. I generally like all the middlers. I don't even bother. Like, oh, I don't you know, do a middler either. Review, but I, I'm active on Yelp. Like I'll, I'll say if it's a good place. Yeah, I don't know. I use it, but I don't always contribute. I guess is the bottom You're a bad line. Yelper. So I know I'm a bad Yelper. I'm a very selfish Yelper. Okay, so going back to the example, if, if it had 90 reviews and it was a 4.5, I'd be like, huh. That's like getting Where's your to, threshold. Like, is it? It's 200? like getting to the like anything over uh, anything over two or three hundred. I'm like, oh, this place is obviously good if it's got a four point five. Got it. If you can get into a fifteen hundred reviews thing and like it's it's around four stars and above, that's really good. But then, so we're talking about this because James really his superpower is finding food for us on the in fly, the middle of nowhere yeah. on the fly. Like that is his superpower. My superpower is parking. 
We all know that that is my superpower. I can get parking anywhere, anytime, right in the front. It's yeah. just kind of. Denise found us uh, front row parking at a Beastie Boys concert at the Forum in 1999. So <laughs> crazy. Uh, anyway, and we were late. Okay. Yeah. We, the, sh the first she, band had already played. And she found the entrance. Like we got to walk down the same tunnel where the Lakers walk. Uh, used to walk back when they played there. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, super, I so, digress. So, so parking is my superpower. Yelp is legitimately his superpower. I have tried to crack his code, which is why I'm asking him all these questions right now. Cause I literally am trying to crack his code because also there is a factor of population. So we have been in a small town where there are only like maybe six restaurants to review. Yeah. And so there won't be a hundred reviews. So no. then what do you do? Cause there, well, if you're in a small place, um, you have to bear in mind that it just may suck because even though it has four and a half stars, uh, look at the competition. It's like, they got six places. They got, you know, uh, Joe's tacos out of a gas station. They have subway. Oh yeah. They that's have true. Sonic. And then they have this place that actually like creates and bakes and cooks their own food. Um, that place may suck. And there may be a new place that's hot shit in Podunkville or whatever, because it's the new thing and everybody's heading out there and it's little Timmy's nephew running the place and all that stuff. So that may get, but just because you're going like, you just have to expect if you're going into a smaller place, it's either great down home cooking or it's horrific. It's there's no in between. So using that's a, pretty accurate. Using a small town place, it's like okay, like that's really accurate. Look at look at their choices, and you say to yourself, yeah, as compared to a Subway cold cut sandwich at eight p.m. at night, yeah, I give this a four point five because it's actually a hot meal. There was one time though that you said to me, "Why didn't we go to Subway?" There was. <laughs> where was that? I don't remember where it was, but there was a time where we had something, and you said. Oh, we should have just gone to Subway. And we have not done Subway on the road at yeah. all. That's how bad that food was that we that we had. I forget. I do too. But yeah, so he cracks the code really well on Yelp. Um, I don't I I I have to go to three because I just I can't rely on Yelp. And you know, well, also, there does come a point where I just look at the photos, you know. So it's yeah. like, okay, this is gray area for it's got again, going back to our example, 90 reviews, it's a four point or four point five. Um, I'll look, then I'll say, okay, let me look at the photos. And you could tell by looking at the photos, like, that is true. You know, you could tell like, are these fresh ingredients? Uh, those look like canned mushrooms, uh, all that stuff. So, and you're like, wow, that, that Salisbury steak is not really visually appealing to me. <laughs> the issue with Yelp is there are just some towns or cities that don't utilize it as much as others. So for me, Yelp isn't always my go-to. Um, you know, like even here in Florida, there are towns, I remember as as early as 10 years ago, uh, my girlfriend who lives in Florida was like, what's Yelp? And I was like, what? And she's like, I've never heard of it. I'm like, how is your business not on Yelp? Well, yeah. she isn't the only one. I obviously have met several people since 10 years ago who are like, yeah, we don't really use Yelp much in my area. I think people are using it a lot less. I've historically used it just because uh, they were among the first in the game Agreed. to get in. And uh, I find that Google reviews, you can look at the same restaurant on Google reviews and it'll be dramatically different results. It will. Yeah. It could be so, like thousands of people um, more on Google. And I think it's because yeah. people don't always have the Yelp app. 
to like make a comment, but Google is so easy. If you have your phone and Google Chrome on oh, your yeah. phone, you I'm know? sure, especially Android users. Just so like, are you going to switch right? over to the I think Google? eventually I'll have to, but right now, I mean, it's still more or less is working for me. I've only had a couple misses. So do you think um, Google will mess up your personal algorithm on how you find a good place? Probably. Yeah, I would imagine. So, I mean, I tend to think that the, um, users on Google, I'm guessing, but I tend to think they probably skew younger. Uh, nobody, none of those kids want to download Yelp. That's like my dad's app. That is you true. Know? Um, like, I don't think our kids use Yelp. So uh, maybe they do once in a while. Like if they're really, really like, you know. Oh, I'll have to ask. I, I doubt it. They use Snapchat to find places. Remember? <laughs> yeah, when we were on Instagram. the road, they're like, they'll use Snapchat map to find places. But in yeah. any case, you have a really good algorithm for food. You've had less misses than I have. Louisville was a big miss for me. Uh, minus uh, the restaurant that our listener Bert recommended, which was El Mocajete. El Mocajete, and that's uh, that's that was good. I thought that was the one like right by our house, but I was wrong. Nope. Yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, because when we left the parking lot, I made the wrong turn, thinking we were going home. <laughs> it wasn't even the one. <laughs> even when he asked me, he was like, "Did you go there?" I was like, "Yes, no, yeah, I think so." <laughs> We went, we went. It was delicious, Bart. Thank you. Uh, Good so, recommend. It was actually the best food we had all weekend. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so the food wasn't great for us in Louisville. We did go to, we tried to do something local. We try to do that on every trip we go on. We try to do something local. So for us, we happened to stumble across their art walk. We went to the big four bridge art festival. Yes. Um, it was literally the bridges are awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. Underneath the, underneath the bridges yeah. along the river. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was really nice to just get out and see the locals. One thing I've learned about James, especially in Louisville, <laughs> and I did not realize this about him. I've been with him for all these years. He likes people to say hello to him. Mm -hmm. wherever he goes and if they don't say hello to him oh he gets super pissy and I did not realize this so um he did not particularly care for the people of Louisville I didn't um let me just go into this real quick I want to I'm talking to my people here my people and when I say my people I mean low rent white people okay when I say hello to you I expect a hello back half of your blood swims in my veins, okay? Like, when, when I am around hill people and I give you a head nod, I expect a head nod back. You went on a little coffee walk and there was a guy that walked by you and he did not say hello and that put oh, your there, pants in a And there were people bunch. sitting on their front porches in all these, like, rows of shotgun houses, right? And but they're not I walked past, houses. huh? But they're not shotgun. Houses. I think most of them are. We oh, just God. have a washer in the back of ours. As I'm walking past them, there are people sitting on the front porch smoking cigarettes, which looks so surreal, by the way, it in does. 2022. But uh, actual cigarettes, I would say good morning to them or say hello to them, and they would look right at me and watch me walk past. Like there's no way if I was standing on my stoop sweeping it off because I don't smoke cigarettes in Los Angeles, and somebody came by and said good morning to me, there's no way I could 
not muster hello to them just out of minimal like politeness. Guys take it's that so stuff weird. I know, but guys take that stuff super serious. Uh-huh. Like a girl will be like, whatever. And, but like you guys, are like he didn't say hello. Well, and as then, I like, was walking, I was trying to figure out like, do they just know that we're Airbnbers and they don't really want to be friendly? Like, well, what's how far the down the street were you? Uh, like really far. Like so they he don't know who known? we were. Yeah, well, I know. So they're just it was not so friendly. weird. They just they, they were did not, not like friendly. you. Yeah, and that really bothered me. I'm not going to lie. It was so, your people, and you got rejected. Mind you, we were coming from Texas, where everybody and their mother says hello to you. I don't know. Where I grew up, it's like, if somebody says hello to you, you say hello to you. And it's like, I grew up in northeastern Ohio, which is only like two or three hours from this place. These right? are legitimately your people. Yeah. It's like, I these are legit my people. Uh, it's like, they we all descended from the same craggy mountain in Scotland, for crying out loud. It's like... You can't say hello to a brother four times removed. Like, (laughs) I don't understand it. And it's like, and you know, the other thing is, uh, you know, I'm quasi famous. Like I'm a podcaster and I worked in LA. So, you know, if, if, if I can muster a hello to you, you should be at least be able to give one back to me. So I found that super irritating. I didn't, even when we were at the art walk to bring it full circle. Yeah. I didn't really feel like the people there were particularly outgoing. Um, nope. Louisville was, uh, you know, and so naturally I went to Reddit, which is where I go to get my information on all these places. Cause I just feel like the users there will give you the real deal. Like what Reddit's it's crazy. I've told you this, but what go it's ahead. like in Buda, Texas, look up Buda, Texas. Hi, I've lived here for la la la. It's pretty great. Quiet town. Blah, blah, blah. Great. Um, in Louisville, I kept reading over and over. The people here are boring or clickish, boring or clickish. And I really, you know, I don't probably, it's probably not fair to most Lou villains, uh, but especially the area we were, I don't know. I, I, so I, it was your uh, experience. It was definitely my experience. I was like, okay, I'm not going to have a good time buying a house here because my neighbors are never going to talk to us. So unless I want to live in total solitude, which I do have moments, I have flashes where I do want to live in total solitude. This is also new to me because you generally don't I know. Like I'm to generally be... just very not approachable. I have no idea who I this think person city is. Li- city life does that to you, though. Like when you're being inundated with, hey, are you a registered voter? Or, hey, man, you got five bucks. Or, hey, man, you got this. Or, hey, you know, uh, sir, I was wondering, you know, what's your cell phone service? It's like, dude, <laughs> like, leave me the That was alone. just walking out of the grocery store. Oh, my God. <laughs> Any case, I have no idea who this person is because he generally doesn't want to be bothered or talked to. And now all of a sudden he's mad because his people won't say hello. It was really bothersome. I'm not kidding. Like if they went to Northeastern Ohio in the little town where I grew up, people would say hello to them. It had a, it wasn't just an unfriendly vibe, but it was a slightly creepy vibe everywhere. Oh, okay. So we'll talk about that. So going to Louisville, um, you know, it's where they have the Kentucky Derby. So in my head, it was really disappointing when we went to this art festival, which was in downtown Louisville. And I saw what James described as like, not very friendly people and a creepy vibe. And I couldn't really, I actually just thought it wasn't the cosmopolitan group of people I had expected. And when you go to an art festival, uh, you expect to see different walks of life at an art festival. It just is the nature of the beast. It's art. It wasn't like that. No, I mean, um, it was a little off-putting for us because we spent so much time in Texas where 
everybody sort of puts their best foot forward and turn like we, when we walked into Hooters, like we were not the nicest dressed people there, you right. know, like there sure. were, you know, remember 10 gallon cowboy hat yeah. guy. Um, there were plenty of people who were like kind of dressed up to be at a Hooters on a Friday night. That's you a know? good point. Yeah. And everywhere we went, it was like, you know, people in Texas had their shirts tucked in and you know, like there was a, there was a, a focus sense. on presentability there. That is perfect. Uh, yes, there was no there sense was of no self. no focus on presentability. There, remember Dad of the Year? Oh, Dad of the Year had a shirt on, sleeves cut off, black t-shirt with his two daughters. One was, well, I don't even think there were his daughters. If I created a whole narrative, I think there were his girlfriend's kids. Um, she was 14 and the they other one was kids. probably 10. And he had a shirt on. And I remember it so well. It said... Hookers and beer. No. It said, I like taco trucks and big butts. Yes. That's what it said. (laughs) Not quite as bad as I said. I like taco trucks and big butts. Hashtag Um, dad of the year, like I said. Yep. And that was just the first person we saw walking in the art festival, and it did not get any better. And then... The food was terrible. I cannot believe we didn't get sick from oh the hamburgers gosh. that we ate. Like it was so disgusting. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, but there was a food truck. <laughs> so it was all food trucks there in the art walk. We'll get to the art in a second. But uh, it was all food trucks, and of course, nobody was washing their hands. I know we, that for a fact. We picked the worst one. Yeah, there was by far. There we was, picked one called the Celtic Pig, and uh, the trailer was falling apart, and everybody was eating barbecue. So I thought it was like a nice long line and. Denise, you know, she loves barbecue, as we know. I didn't so, get barbecue. I got um, a burger because I was like, You got like, a burger no. with shredded cheddar cheese on it. It was <laughs> it so looked, disgusting. You got the pizza burger it, the minus cheese, the sauce. The cheese wasn't even melted. It was yeah. cold. The bun was cold. It was, it was just nice. disgusting. Was a, we I, definitely, we should have picked the crepe truck, truthfully. And I had no desire no, to eat crepes. I looked over at him and he said, I'm closed. And I was like, oh. Anyway, it was creepy. Like he used the word creepy. It was like... At any moment, like... It just seemed, in many ways, it seemed like the, you know, the cliche movies where it's like, as if you were a costume designer on a movie and the director said, give me the most cliche hill folk clothing you could put on people. Oh, that's really You know accurate. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's really And then they would all really come accurate. out and you'd be like, oh my gosh, you know, this is the stupidest movie I've ever watched. But um, that was the art walk. Well, we saw a bunch of that. Yeah. yeah, we saw a lot of I that. I couldn't believe it. So, and you know, to be fair, there were some uh, couples or young families or some stuff like that, but um, by far the minority in the crowd. And I did not expect that. I just didn't. I yeah. mean, I thought it's Louisville, Kentucky Derby's here. It's a city. Um, you can see that on the outskirts of any state, any state. We have that in LA. You go to an area outside yeah. of LA just an hour and a half and you're going to see that. But I did not expect that in downtown Louisville. So that was kind of a shock. We were, yeah, we were, uh, we, I think overall we were expecting more traditional sort of style, both we in the folks and in the layout. Um, you know, I'm just going to say it. When I roll up to a particular place, I like to be the roughest looking one there. So, you know, you weren't the roughest and they weren't the nicest. They were not the nicest. So, so. Uh, yeah, so we had we had a problem and we did not stay long at that art walk. We actually didn't. We just we kind of just walked around. It was quite big, walked around, looked at some stuff that Grandma Nellie made and then we left. I think our mood was spoiled at that point anyway, though. So, you know, it at just that point, when we walked when we were walking on the sidewalk yeah. and we saw that dad, we were like, Ugh, OK, what's this? What's this going to be? Oh, yeah, for sure. We could have seen a 
you know, Warhol or Erte at that point. We would have been like, pass. (laughs) So, and then um, the rest of the trip, we just, we did drive around. We looked at real estate because we do that. Obviously, that's the point of this. Like, could I, could I live here? Um, There was an area that he found, which I'm going to post the video because it's an incredible video. It's a house that he found um, on Zillow. It was... 4,000 square feet, and that's not a misstep in what I'm saying, a 4,000 square foot home. It was a mansion. For, I think it was $450,000, maybe $500,000. So we had to see, we had to see this place. Um, I did say to him, okay, there's got to be something up. Like, why is this house uh, this little in price for the amount of home because it really is a massive um, house for that price. Well, we figured out what it was when we drove there. Um, The neighborhood was terrible getting to it and surrounding this area of these palatial estates. So I'll let you tell everyone what the drive like what the drive there was picture if you will you're in uh sort of the bourbon district of louisville we saw a bunch of nice really like classic brown are they brownstones what are they yeah, called i think they are um, i think they call them brownstones in, in that area of louisville beautiful architecture um it looked like maybe that part of town had uh been fantastic at one time run down at another and was on the way back up for sure yeah. So in fairness there, we'll talk about property. In but a that was downtown. Setting the people aside, there were actually some amazing properties yeah. in Louisville. But so that was downtown. That was downtown. So we're leaving this area. And I said, okay, well, uh, here, I found this house. It's, I can't believe it's 4,000 square feet. It looks immaculate for 500K-ish, somewhere in that area. Uh, so we leave uh, the Bourbon District. We get eventually to an industrial district, which is fine. Um, but then as we're going through the industrial district, it tends to get more run down and run down. And then we see our first strip club on the left. And then we see three liquor stores in a row on the right. And then we see another strip club on the left and another strip club directly across the street on the right. And then about two miles later, we end up in the uh, development where this mansion lives. And I just said to myself, it doesn't matter how great this house is. I do not want that to be my drive into town every time. So we got to this place. It was stellar. And we kept asking ourselves, you know, the whole time, like, how can this house be possibly priced at this selling point? (laughs) And now we knew. Yeah, it was kind of, it was really unfortunate because once you, it was just like, you know, like any area where, where this can be the case where you make one right turn and all of a sudden the complete neighborhood changes because a developer came in and, and made it that way. So it wasn't just this house. It was rolling hills. And I'm not lying when I say yeah, rolling was, hills. It was a pretty amazing space. Of beautiful legit mansions like legit mansions like when we lush green trees lush rolling hills gorgeous landscape it was out of a movie and that's why i took a video of it because you just have to see it to believe it um you were up on one hill and you would look to your right and just an eye level on a hill to your right would be a beautiful beautiful home oh my gosh like red brick beautiful and then you look to your left and there's another home brown and you know another brick home or then a cape cod but then you leave this development 
and you're in Schittsville. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, I don't want to live in an area where I'm confined to my developer's you know, plan. Like I want to be able to go to the grocery store because everyone knows I, I need a grocery store. I want to be able to drive into Louisville at any, you know, at a reasonable, not any hours of the night, but you know, like I don't want to be worried that when I'm driving back home and I have to go through a neighborhood that is a little unsavory, I have to be scared about, you know, anything happening. So that's an out for me. I didn't care. That that house could have sold for a dollar. I wouldn't buy it. I'd buy it for a dollar. I wouldn't. Because what are you going to do with it? You're not going to live in it. You're not going to live in it. No, who's going to rent it? You can keep it for a while and then flip it later. We weren't going to buy it at $500,000. No, that was... Okay, you could sell it for $2 then. You're right. You could flip it for $2. I mean, people were living in that area, so they didn't... Yeah, they're fine with with it. it, I wouldn't. It's not what I want. For me, I found the area around Bellarmine, Bellarmine or Bellarmine. I'm sorry. I'm I'm probably butchering it one way or another. But uh, the Highlands area around there, they had some really great houses. A little tight for our liking. We didn't want them. We didn't... Like, we... We, when we buy our quote unquote big house, uh, we would like a little more property, but those houses I thought were really nice in that area. And the one thing that, um, James found was that, um, it's, it seems to be a great place to buy an income property near the university. For I mean, sure. there were college kids everywhere and none of them said hi. Um, they didn't say hi to me either. I, I walked down the street and there was no. two. And the nicest people hi. I met in Louisville, I'm just going to say it, were from Alabama. So, um... Okay. And they talked to us a good long while, and they were really nice folks. But here's what's odd when we talk about real estate in this particular part of the country, because we're just talking about Louisville, the city of that state, because I know there are probably, I mean, look, we went to another town, which was vastly different, but we're just talking about Kentucky. As I'm just going to say this, as like a person who's, who's been from the city my, most of my life, mm-hmm. um, I was shocked at like a destination place like Churchill Downs, yeah. Because when you think of a destination place like Churchill Downs, and I'm going to use this because it wasn't far from the university. No. And where yeah. it wasn't far from where we were staying. Right. Every place around Churchill Downs was a legitimate dump. Yeah. And I cannot understand that at all. Maybe if my Louisville listeners are listening, you can explain this to me. Like, what is going on with your city where you're bringing in massive amounts of money? I know it's only once a year, but I also know that people are probably training there. So you're bringing in massive amounts of money. I would say once a year, but throughout the year, a steady income. How are the houses shanties? And I legitimately mean shanties. Like, like you said that people were sitting outside on their stoop smoking cigarettes. What I saw when we were driving around Churchill Downs, because I wanted to see it and it you was, wanted to see it, it was, it was rocking it was chair, people missing teeth, sitting on their porch. I saw it. And I'm like, how? How is this here a block away? Okay, here's a question I have. When you go to the Kentucky Derby, where do you park your car if you are running late? Because you cannot park your car outside of their parking lot. What, do they have security up and down the neighborhoods for your car? Like, cause that parking lot's only so big. That's the, that's the stuff I think about when we're traveling. <laughs> yeah. Like, where do you I park know, your I car? Mean, there's obviously a process for getting in and out of the Kentucky and getting in and out of Churchill Downs. Um, uh, no. My only statement is, uh, I agree with you. It wasn't just that. It was weird. It wasn't a working class neighborhood. It was downtrodden. Like it was. It poverty. Looked, it was, yeah, okay. but, but, but not poverty in the way where it's like, you know, everybody's just having a tough time making it work. It was like, it was people 
you know, of all stripes living off the system poverty. And it was like, okay, so for it was me, like section 12 housing. In it that was, area. but it was houses. But it was I, like but row I think houses. It was, it was. And I think, uh, some of those, my suspicion, just based off of that one house we had on our street way back in LA, yeah, th- that it was just generational handed down from generation to generation. Nobody did any upkeep on the property whatsoever. I think there were probably several houses in that area that are like that. But then I also think, um, you know, it definitely looked like drugs and crime and all that other stuff happens on the on the daily there. So okay, what it was I, a pretty sketchy area. What I thought at first, because the area was so run down, is I said to James, oh, they must use these houses to house trainers to come in during the year to train the horses. <laughs> and then we made a left and I was like, babe, those are not horse trainers nope, sitting there. They were not horse trainers. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember that. Yeah, uh, that so was, area in particular. I mean, like our area where we were staying in our Airbnb was fine. I mean, it was nothing special, but uh, tons and tons of income property uh, opportunities there for the in the two to three hundred thousand dollar range. You could probably get a two plus one or something like that. And Downs. students would rent these things all day, every day, because like we said, we were so close to the campus. This was a markedly different area. That it was only a couple miles from our Airbnb, but okay, oh, yeah, I know but, a street but the can real make a crime, I know a sh- one street can make oh, a no, difference. Oh no, for sure, I but the that. real crime was uh this is in like the prime. the mecca of horse racing, right? Like how can this area possibly exist right next to okay. Churchill's Downs? It's crazy. It reminds me back in the 80s and 90s where you would go see a baseball game and then uh, your dad would be like, run to the car. Yes, you know, like we're true. in a really horrible area. Oh, yeah. You know, and it just seems like maybe it's a situation where that neighborhood hasn't made the turn. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I can't really. I know. I was asking him a lot of questions like he lived there because these are his people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I had no answers because they weren't polite like my people. So, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, I don't know. Um, it's I, like I said, this isn't about poverty or anything like that. It's just like, there's something strange going on. Uh, there's something in the water. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know. You know? Maybe, I, maybe it someone can like, explain it to us. I got us. a weird skeevy vibe from more than one person while walking through that, walking through the, that, the different parts of that town. So, so, the upside was we left Louisville and we went to Covington, Kentucky. And we that did. was day and night. It really was. So all of that to say our experiences were strictly in Louisville. Yeah, it's, it's uh, strange. I mean, um, we did go through one uh, on the... So on the, just to rewind oh. a second. We did go through <laughs> one development, right? On the way to Covington, Kentucky. So we woke up, we said goodbye to Ellie, she left, and then Denise and I left like the following day. Um, uh, we went through one area where it was, where they were building uh, a nice development. It wasn't far from the Kentucky Speedway, if I remember. Yeah, because you wanted to see the Kentucky Speedway. Which looked fantastic. I mean, I'm oh, not a huge. I, I'm a sports guy, but I've never been a huge NASCAR guy. But I could have sat there all day just like imagining the cars going around the track. It was pretty immense. And so, Okay, so there was a development. So there was a development called Tuscany. And uh, we pulled off and went up to this thing. And as we were going up, it was like new development great amenities <laughs> it's true all these things in your house Clubhouse. kitchen and dining set immaculate view i was like turning the like, car around there was a sign like every 30 yards like, like leading up to it do and i was U-turn. like i was like oh my gosh they're really trying to sell these things right and then denise was quick to point out like 
uh, all those signs are cemented in. Like those signs aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Literally, there was and cemented in. Sure enough, we in. got up there and it was like a traffic jam and people all over the street and like you know, it looked like a great you know set of houses to walk you know walk your babies or or you know like little kids ride bikes or whatever. But there were trucks in and out, like pickup trucks in and out. There were tons of people there, and I was like this place is pretty full for them to have that signage leading all the way up the hill. Like that's a pretty hard sell. And I was like, I can't pass this every day going to my house. There's no nope. way. So I thought that was kind of a joke. Uh, it's just like corny. It was super corny, but like something you see in a television show again, like something weird. Like It was, it was like, uh, you know, a comedy where like, you know, come on kids, we're going to move to this amazing place. See all the sign. The kids are like super excited looking out the window of the station wagon. And they're like, Oh my gosh, it has tennis courts, dad. It has tennis courts, you know? <laughs> and then they get up there and it's like, and it's the start of a horror film, you know? Yeah. So, oh, that would have been great if we went It's up, a perfect place to film it. If we went up that hill yeah. and we saw just like crazy, like rundown houses, yeah. now that would have been great. That would have went yeah. way better than going up that hill and seeing like perfect little pretty houses. Yeah. So anyway. We're morbid. There's something wrong with us. I know there is something. It's a dark humor. <laughs> I will say that drive up there was gorgeous seeing it in the daylight and we didn't have nearly as much construction. So it would have been better if the psycho house was at the top of that hill. I know. It would have been just great. Saying. That would have been a huge draw. So we had a much better drive all the way up there. Green trees, rolling hills. Kentucky really is beautiful. It's a oh, beautiful state. Oh, um, so pretty. And I could tell, really, that I was getting back into the scenery for the first time in a long time. And even throughout all of our journeys and everything, it was actually the scenery that I was accustomed to growing up in Ohio. So, um, so we made it to Covington. and uh, Again, we had, your people. Again, my people. <laughs> uh, and uh, to pay off one of our previous episodes, one of our listeners, Bert Stewart, was kind enough to give us the layout on Covington, Kentucky. I interviewed him. I think it was around episode nine, something like that. Yeah, I um, think so. And uh, it was episode nine. It was fantastic to uh, actually not only meet him and his lovely wife, Jen, but to also uh, see with our own eyes what Bert had been talking about. He was one of our early followers. He found us on, uh, he's, a, he's a big Bert Kreischer fan, also listens to Leanne's podcast, and that's how he found us. Um, we uh, were really. I, I'd say really impressed with Bert's explanation because everything that he described in that initial Facebook post we were seeing. So we had a little time to kill before we met up with Bert and Jen. Uh, and we actually made it to Newport, which is a neighboring town. And we got to drive a little bit through Covington. Uh, I will say that he was not incorrect in his assessment that for two or $300,000, you can find a pretty great house in a very cute little town. Um, Covington was, their downtown area was great. I spoke to my brother, uh, who's a truck driver, and he said, oh no, Covington's nasty. You don't want to go there. And I'm like, I don't know when you were last in Covington, Kentucky, but uh, that's not my representation, like what I saw at all. It was a pretty great area. Uh, there were a lot of places you could find at least a two plus one or an investment property of some sort. The bottom line though is these towns are on the upswing and I think there's been a migration from Cincinnati across the river from other parts of the country uh, where, you know, all of a sudden people are finding that they can work from home 
And the downtown area has totally been upgraded in a lot of these little towns because uh, when you go there, you, you find these great bars, these great restaurants, yeah, cute shops, true. things to do. Yeah, it's true. Once you start to see, like when you live in an area that's on the, you know, an area is on the upswing when you see a yoga studio. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's always a good sign. Uh, for the ladies, uh, for, you know, the guys, I could say the bars were, you know, redone in such a way, a lot of wood, a lot of iron, not a lot of rundown dive bars. Uh, no. And they seem to keep with the architecture of the main street, like the architecture of the buildings as yeah, well. It there kept wasn't, all of its original character. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a. Uh, just you know um it was it was really cool driving into covington and and getting a glimpse at uh, uh, getting a glimpse into another part of kentucky yeah uh it was cool i i loved it because it was that small town but like small town feel but people still moving forward because sometimes you have a small town feel and everyone is kind of sedentary and yeah. not, this was not the case for Covington or Ludlow. No, there was some bustle. I yeah. mean, we were there on a Monday or Tuesday morning. Yeah. If I we were right. only there to be fair. We did not spend the amount of time that we wanted to after arriving. Like we knew that we had a short window yeah. and boy, it was hard to leave. It was in retrospect, we probably should have killed the Airbnb a, a day earlier Agreed. and gone to Covington and spent the night. there. But it just means we're going to go back. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. We are. I mean, it was so much fun. Uh, we ended up meeting Bert and Jen at a place called Rich's Proper, uh, a great lunch brunch. It was really good. Yeah. Um, it was on the main street of um, Covington, like their main yeah. drag. It was really cute. It was a Monday, so some things were closed. But for some businesses being closed on that day, there was still a lot of like happening, you know, a lot yeah. of hustle and bustle in that area. After a great lunch with them, you know, uh, them telling the tale of all the things they do there from the bike path to concerts uh, that they see. Oh my gosh. They have access to so much. There is like, they are not far. Obviously Cincinnati's like just across. The, it's, it's legitimately across the river. Yeah. You could see the buildings. According to Bertie says, I live about six blocks from Cincinnati seven. If you count the river. Yes. So you can see all the concerts there. You're not far from Indianapolis An hour. and you're definitely not far from Louisville. So yep. whatever you want to see, you want to go see Travis Tritt one place and Drake the other, you can do all that stuff in the same week. Totally. And uh, there are all these like That's sort of huge venues. for me. Like, I'm yeah. like, what? I could get tickets to these concerts and actually get a decent seat and not pay $500. I'm in. Find me a house in Covington. Yeah. And they have various venues there where they have like, uh, you know, uh, uh, performances of all types. Oh, Broadway shows come through there. So they have musicals, they have theater, yeah. um, concerts, uh, and they have just like activities for the community, like, yeah. like outdoor uh, what um, street fairs, outdoor farmers markets? They'll close down a whole street and do a um, like what do you call it? A neighborhood? What do you call it when they like the block parties? There you go. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you're a sports guy like me, it's pretty cool because you know right across the river you have the Reds, you have the Bengals. Uh, so you get your baseball and your professional baseball and your professional uh, football fix. But then you also have the University of Louisville. So you can head back down that way, uh, watch them play football. Or if you want to catch a college basketball game, there's no better place than uh, University of Kentucky, which is in Lexington. So uh, a lot of sports themed uh, 
possibilities at your beck and call. That makes you happy. It, it really does. I mean, I think it really was a place where it had something for both of us. Agreed. I think we will probably end up spending more time there because uh, I think if we were to live there a week or something like that, maybe we'll make it part of our sort of East Coast run in, uh, when we start in January in Savannah. So we're going to go up and then that way. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm great we'll, with that because it's going to be pretty chilly in January, but um, I would love to spend more time there. Not a question. Like we're both interested in even looking at property there, like legitimately looking because we didn't get a chance. Yeah. Like we really didn't. Um, again, uh, it was a quick little visit. And then uh, and some of our time was also spent in the neighboring town, which was like a 15-minute drive yeah, Ludlow. to Ludlow. Yeah, I keep saying Ludlow. Uh, Ludlow. So we've been talking about Kentucky for over an hour now. And the reason I haven't brought up bourbon is because I was saving it for this particular thing. That Now, so obviously, bourbon is religion in Kentucky. Uh, it's, yes. it's, a, it's basically a southern state with a Southern conservative mindset, but man, they keep those liquor stores open on Sunday because people need their bourbon. And I really appreciated that. Unlike some of the other states we've been to that had these sort of puritanical liquor laws and um, nope, not, not even a huge Kentucky. drinker. I just don't like being told what to do. So uh, in not Kentucky, there were no rules when it came to that. And I thought that was uh, pretty great. When we were in downtown Louisville, we walked past some of the distilleries. We did not actually did not check into any of those just because we had sort of we wanted to go see neighborhoods and all that. Uh, so it was really great that Bert and Jen took us to their favorite place uh, in Ludlow called Second Sight Distillery. And boy, we did not have any idea the great time we were going to have there. No, it was first of all, it was. Um, you know, spontaneous for us. We did not know they had this planned and the owner Karis, mm -hmm. uh, was kind enough to open up the distillery for us and do a private tour. Uh, it's, um, it, it's just not a, it's not just a distillery. It's like they have a tasting area. Yeah. They have a, a stage. So they have a venue. They have a bar in the back. Uh, it's incredible what uh, he and his partner, business partner, ha have done to this space. And they've had it now for, I thought he said, eight years. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's a gem. Like if it you really live is. in the area, you're so fortunate to go to Second Sight just to hang out on a Wednesday night. Yeah. Not to mention their bourbon's delicious. I am not much of a whiskey person. I'm just not. Um, but I had moonshine <laughs> and it was so good. We and did. I want it again. They gave us a couple of tastes of the apple moonshine. Oh, it was delicious. Uh, there was also a rum they have. It yes. was really, really good. Uh -huh. uh, if you're in that area, I cannot recommend it enough. Like you said, even if bourbon's not your thing. Uh, there are a couple other offerings there that they distill right there on the property. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, Karis started taking us through the genesis of this distillery, uh, how they built the still, uh, what they made it out of, um, his backstory about being a... Uh, prop master. Prop master and for a production designer in Vegas. Uh, prop master for Cirque du Soleil. Yes, he's very talented. So he and his business partner are both engineers by trade, yeah. and um, they they've they're super creative. I mean, just and then they 
they, through their journey in Cirque du Soleil, they actually met somebody who was distilling their own alcohol yeah. in Las Vegas. They helped him with his distillery, like the functions of it. And then that's how they were introduced to um, making alcohol. Yeah, for sure. And then they decided to do it themselves and they are so good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's worth it, even if you're not a bourbon person, to go there and just listen to Karis presentation uh he's really funny very engaging guy super accommodating like showed us every inch of the place uh you know he's he was willing to share all their mishaps over the years and how you know hot corn mash fire he called it a hot cornado they had one incident uh the 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 notorious hot cornado where uh corn exploded everywhere once um just super accommodating guy cannot thank him enough uh, oh, here's what I learned. Uh, so uh, that was a really wonderful visit. And the one thing mm-hmm. I learned is that um, Karis cannot ship his bourbon. Did yeah. you know it's illegal to ship alcohol? I did know that, yeah. I did not know that. Unless, you, unless you're a licensed distributor. Yeah. yeah, so we were thoroughly disappointed because the one thing I wanted to do on this podcast was have a link to where you can purchase Karis's bourbon from Second Sight Distillery. Yeah. And unfortunately, you cannot, which means you're going to have to take a drive to Kentucky. And there is nothing wrong with that. I think uh, a nice uh, visit to Ludlow would be uh, worth your while. Yeah. And there are a couple other stops along the way. Uh, Bert and Jen showed us a place called Birkus, B-I-R-C-U-S, which is basically a bar slash entertainment venue that's run by a former clown. Uh, From Barnum and Bailey Circus. Yeah. So it was like, okay, random. But... uh, I will say that the area of Covington, Newport, that whole stretch uh, was as advertised by Bert. And frankly, it was quirky enough where Denise and I would give it a serious look. For sure. Not even a question. There was enough nutty stuff going on mixed with all the cool stuff where I was like, oh, this could be the perfect concoction for us. I know. I still, and if Karis is listening, I still had, it took me many, many days to wrap my head around the fact that a prop master who worked in Vegas on for Cirque du Soleil would make his way back to a small town yeah. in Ludlow, Kentucky. But then you have the Barnum and Bailey guy who made his way back to a small town in uh, Kentucky, Ludlow as well. And it's yeah. like, what does this have to offer brilliant people, creative people? And I have to figure that out for myself, which means I have to spend more time there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I, you know, think about Bert and Jen, like they're sci-fi fans. Yes. They have the Star Trek <laughs> insignia on the back of their car. That is true. Uh, but they're also Renaissance Fair fans. They are. Uh, they listen to all kinds of music. They go to all types of shows. And yeah. And I was like, dang, in some ways. They love like, food. They're foodies. Yeah. They're super like artistic, well-rounded, like pretty cool. Like in the sense that I don't mean pretty cool. I mean, they're very cool, but it's, it's pretty cool that they find comfort in the area that they live in. Like they, but that area is like them. That's what I'm, it's so, it's so amazing. Like it is a diamond, I think in the rough, but you know, we come across these diamonds in the rough on our travels and it was just so nice to share it with two listeners actually that shared it, really it with was. us. That shared it with yeah, us. Yeah, and we totally had hosts and everything it was in this whole fantastic. area. It checked a lot of boxes for us, I'm not gonna lie. Um it felt a lot like 
um, if you remove the Hollywood feel from Los Files and Silver Lake, it felt like yeah. the crowd, generally speaking, felt like that sort of vibe. Yeah. So if you're an eclectic slash trendy person from some other area of the country and you're worried about what it's going to be like if you move to this region of the country, I'm here to tell you, fear not. It's a pretty cool place. Agreed. Uh, so basically, that was the highlight. We ended up loving Kentucky. I think we can both agree Louisville was a bit of a miss unless we're just investing there. Yes, it was disappointing for sure. Unless there's someone out there saying that we just like took a wrong turn and there's a beautiful part of Louisville we just didn't see, let us know. But from our experience, it wasn't a place that we would settle down roots, but we would definitely buy an income property near the university. Quite, no question about it. Like yeah. looking into it. Well, maybe we were just completely on the wrong side. Well, you know? people will let us know. But we do know that we loved Covington. Definitely going back. We really loved Ludlow. Yeah. Am I, am I saying that right? Ludlow. Ludlow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're going to go visit Ludlow. I mean, those were two cities that we just want to get more of. And here's what's crazy. Never heard of Covington in my life. Not until this podcast. We go to Covington. Was great. I post about Covington. And then I get a listener who's also a friend of mine reach out to me and say, I'm going to Covington. I saw that you just posted about it on Instagram. Um, where should I go for the weekend? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I sent her to Second Sight right away. And then I told her about Rich's Proper. But then I reached out to Bert and said, hey, my friend is going there this weekend. Yeah. What do you know that's happening? And he sent me a whole list. So I actually sent Bert her text message because Bert asked me, did she have a good time? And I said to her when she arrived back home on like Tuesday, how was Covington in a text message? And she wrote back, it was effing amazing. Oh, that's At, awesome. I sent it to Bert and she actually wrote, it was effing amazing. I'm going back. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So I sent it to Bert and I said, look, um, another person who loved Covington. So how crazy in our travels, we come across a city we've yeah. never been. We meet two listeners we've never met. We have a great time there. Then one of our listeners, who's also a friend, reaches out to me because she sees a post. Yeah. It's Next, we're not going to be able to get a house in Covington. Oh, it's pretty you know crazy. that, right? And, you like, know, it's going to be wildfire. For me, it felt like <laughs> I had been looking forward so long to actually paying off that episode where I interviewed Bert. And um, just to come out of there with like not just, uh, you know, an interaction with listeners, but like we have two new friends and we also have a third new friend in Karis. Like yes. you've called him like seven times just to make absolutely just a sure. Hey, how's that uh, paperwork going where you can uh, legally distribute alcohol to other states? He's like, yeah, Denise, it's going to be a while. But you're, you guys I, are like, he sees your phone number come up now. He's like, oh, here's Denise. She's going to want me to ship alcohol and I'm not allowed to I do just that. tell him, just put it in a so, box. No one will know. No one will yeah, know. They'll uh, know. Uh, it's not worth losing the license over. That stuff is really good. I cannot recommend that place enough. But yeah, uh, to sum it up, great coming out of Kentucky, especially after a bumpy start um, with three new friends. Uh, super valuable to us. It's exactly why we decided to get on the road in the first place and find town folk, if you will, that uh, we could identify with and eventually find a place to call home. Yep. So uh, Covington, Kentucky has entered the top five. It has. And we better get on it because after this podcast, everyone's going to be looking up Covington. I know. And next thing you know, we're not going to be able to get a house. I know. I'm not going to be able to afford a place there. <laughs> Can't fool around <laughs> too long. Anyway, thanks again to Bert and Jen and Karis. And uh, all of you listeners, please uh, remember to follow us 
on your socials as well as to make sure you get those notifications when a new episode drops. We've been really religious about getting them to you every Tuesday, doing our best with the YouTube episodes. Uh, but now that we have a little bit of a base camp for all of our journeys, uh, those should also be dropping on uh, th uh, Tuesday, excuse me, as well. Oh, okay, because they've been dropping Thursday. on Thursdays. Are you going to have it on Tuesdays Some, now? they've been hit or miss. Last week we hit Tuesday okay. afternoon. I did all right. Nice. Please remember, I'm back to work, so, you know. <laughs> and that's the point, and then we're going to be yeah. off to... Uh, to at the beginning of the year, we're going to Mexico City, but uh, for a few days, but you won't be working there. I will not be working uh, But in then Mexico, at the beginning no. of the year, we're going to try Georgia and the Carolinas, and you will be working there. I will be. That'll be like the real deal. So Savannah, Charleston, Asheville, Knoxville, Covington, we're coming for you. We are. Stay tuned, people. Empty nest. Full tank. Thanks for joining us. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys.